Welcome to a new episode of the Empower to Grow podcast, your go-to career advice podcast if you are an international engineer or technical expert looking to grow to the next level of your career in Germany. My name is Sarah and it is my passion to support you to create a career where your life and work are not two separate things but one entity. As a former tech recruiter and certified coach, I will give you easy-to-follow steps for your job search and application process, tons of inspiration for your personal development and hands-on advice from inspirational interview guests. Get ready to take some notes and enjoy today's episode. Hello and welcome again to another episode of the Empower to Grow Career Podcast. I probably say this in every interview episode, but this really and seriously is the most exciting one so far. For those of you who don't know it yet, it starts with a big announcement. About four weeks ago, I made my very first hire long before I was actually ready for it and planning to do so. So since mid-August, I've not been working by myself anymore, but I've had the amazing Yadu with me. Officially, he's a working student, but in reality, he's already so much more. To me, he's a great sparing partner, content creator, product developer, and soon-to-be community manager. And all of this on top of his master thesis and VHE job in fuel cell development. I'm really, really happy to have you join the podcast today, Yadu, and introduce you to our community. Well, hello, hello. Hello, Sarah. It's so great to be here. A uh, long-time listener, long-time fan, and first time appearing on the podcast. First of many, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> first of many. I'm definitely sure about that. So in this episode, you will all, of course, learn more about Yadu's personal career story so far and about the exciting way the two of us came to work together. But the real value this time is in all the additional and unconventional methods Yadu has come up with for you to find a job in Germany. Um, yeah, would you like to introduce yourself just briefly again? Maybe you have something to add to what Ooh. I've already said. All right. Okay. Um, so I'm Yadu Krishna. I'm 25 years old and I'm from Kerala on the south side of India. Sarah already mentioned what I do on a day-to-day -day basis. I develop control systems for hydrogen fuel cells for my master thesis at FR Aachen as a part of my master's in international automotive engineering. And I work with Sarah mainly as a content writer right now and soon as a community manager. I'm a huge fan of productivity and inspired living. And I run a weekly newsletter from my website. So naturally, I spend my free time reading or writing and listening to podcasts. And yeah, um, also, I enjoy watching Real Madrid play. So there. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that about you yet, but I kind of knew you <laughs> like football. <laughs> That's nice. So first of all, can you also start with your personal story of coming to Germany and how this experience has been so far? So a bit of basically your career story so far. Ooh. Okay, interesting. All right. Let's start at my bachelor's. So I did my bachelor's in mechanical engineering at Ma Athanasius College of Engineering 
um, shout out to my old university in India, uh, during which I did a couple of internships in the automotive field and a couple of internships in marketing because, yeah, I kind of like that. Uh, after graduation, I really sat down and looked at my strengths and decided that I want to be an automotive engineer. I chose Germany um, because it is the home of the modern car. And the fact that education is not expensive here is definitely an added bonus. I got into FR Aachen and I was fortunate enough to join a hydrogen fuel cell project in its beginning stages. And I've been working there for almost two years now and I've started my master thesis there. And the experience, right? Yeah, the experience has been absolutely amazing so far. The kind of exposure, the insights, and the things I learn every day is kind of priceless. I'm I'm loving my time here, and I'm really glad I chose this path. I'm also really glad you chose this path. And um, as I already said in the introduction, that I hired you, although I really wasn't ready for this yet. <laughs> Would you like to tell the story of how the two of us came to work together and what exactly you did to get a job that basically wasn't existent? <laughs> that is a good question. Yeah, um, it all started, truth be told, when I was listening to episode 18 of the same podcast. And you mentioned that you didn't have a working student yet and that you were busy getting your clients their dream jobs, making content, running webinars and so on. When I heard everything you were doing, I knew that I could definitely be of assistance here and how I came into it. Um, let me put it this way. Warren Buffett says there are three I's for value addition, initiative, intelligence and integrity. Because I believe Warren Buffett, I decided to show initiative and send you an email. The question was, what could I write? It had to be intelligent, right? That is the next I. <laughs> so I thought about how I could add value to you and what I could bring along. So I wrote down some of the things that I could think of. And I mentioned that there are other things too, which I will explain if you have a meeting with me. So this was a cold email, much like a cold call. And since you were on vacation, I thought it would remain a cold email. But thankfully, you did reply and set up a, set up a meeting. Um, the last I is integrity to show that I was serious about the opportunity. I came prepared to the meeting with a pitch, with a presentation and all the ideas. And I showed you those ideas and explained how I could help add value. And you responded well. Uh, I guess here we are. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So maybe let's add my perspective to the story. Yes, yes I did get that long email from you and I just, you know, kind of flew over it while I was on holiday. But when I came back, I thought, well, there was kind of There was quite a lot of interesting stuff in that email. I need to go back and reread it. So I read it in detail. And actually, yes, every sentence you put in that email was how you can add value. It had ideas of what I could do uh, to serve my clients better, ideas to add to my content. You said exactly how you would do it. So it was just full of ideas. I couldn't do anything else than, than set up a meeting with you. So we had the meeting and then, yes, you had that full presentation where you showed examples, you had done some benchmarking, some market research, what other people do. So you just, you know, had done so much already. 
I just really couldn't say no. <laughs> and this is also what I told all of my friends and family of how I really made the decision to hire you as a working student because I had no chance to say no to this. Wow. And I never regret that decision. Now, I just, I was just worried, you know, because I've been into this business for, let's say, a little bit more than, than a year that I'm doing the work with international people. Mm -hmm. Although it's going quite well, it's financially not always very stable. And I guess this is what has stopped me from making the hire yet. Ah. So I was maybe planning to have a working student by the end of this year, but not quite at the time, uh, well, four weeks ago, basically. <laughs> but I mean, here we are. So uh, you know how it happened. We had to improvise a few things quickly, set up the contract. I had to get all the bureaucracy done that's needed <laughs> here in Germany to actually True. hire somebody. But well, now it's done. It wasn't actually that hard. We managed it. And I'm really, really pleased that, yeah, we're working together now. Yeah, same. Um, and I'm actually listening to your part for the first time. So I'm learning it with the other listeners. So that's pretty great. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess I haven't told you. <laughs> but yeah, what I find amazing is, you know, that this really had nothing to do with a traditional application process. Mm -hmm. I mean, other people would maybe just have sent a good old, uh, send a good old Initiativbewerbung, so an unsolicited mm. application. What made you choose this way? Hum. Well, initiative bewerbung is still a traditional form of job application. I think, I mean, it's, it's, it's been there for some time, right? And one of the things that I had in mind was that for the job that I am potentially applying for, um, being creative is one of the requirements. So I had to show that and I had an opportunity to show that. And I think that by bringing a pitch presentation deck, um, I kind of, you know, surprised you with it and made it memorable. Uh, the second thing uh, that was important for me was knowing the audience. And I already have talked to you before, but as a client, when you gave me some, you know, really valuable advice, I knew your LinkedIn profile and your website. So I did some research. And since I was already listening to the podcast, I kind of knew what you do already. So I, I just added my own ideas as to how you can expand it and how I could assist you. And I think that made the application more uh, tailor-made and unique for you and unique for the opportunity, right? Um, at the end of the day, it was about adding value. And even if you didn't select me, I still left you with some ideas and some insights that I had as a listener and a content writer. And that was definitely a win. So yeah, I chose not an initiative bewerbung, but yeah, what I did choose was this. Yes, and then you got basically a, a working student job that never existed on any job board when no, uh, there was no job description available. You never sent any CV or cover letter. So, and true. you still yeah. got the job. So <laughs> what do you think? I mean, not everybody wants to have a job as a content writer of our listeners, but what do you think? How can others apply that for their own job search? Hmm. I think what worked for me is actually having the courage to take the first step and just reach out um, and not being shy or self-judgmental about it. And it is what I, I did think of that, you know, being shy and thinking, should I do this? Should Am I really qualified to do this? 
but I went ahead and did it anyway. And being myself during the whole process and being comfortable while talking about myself was definitely a, a good thing. And that's also something I talk about. I think I've already talked about in the newsletter. You have to be willing to talk about yourself. I mean, only you know how unique your experiences are and what you learned from it. So just put it out there on LinkedIn, in your cover letter, on your blog and talk about it. I think, yeah, others can apply that part, definitely. Yeah, I definitely agree that it was uh, an amazing method for uh, that you actually were brave, you showed courage and you were really yourself throughout the process. I personally think it can easily be applied to, you know, applying to companies as well, because essentially this is what you need to do. Contact the person who is responsible for the role you're interested in and make them see how you can add value to them or to the job or to the company. And that is basically it. So mm. I would say it's quite simple. <laughs> um, yeah, I also know now that you are generally not a fan of sending out traditional applications. <laughs> at least agree, yeah. not as the only step of the process. Mm, yeah. True. Can you tell the listeners more about what else you do and why? Oh, yeah, that that this has to be my favorite question so far. And I think it is the most important one in this whole episode. I'll try to list a few, but, you know, very effective and underutilized job search methods. The first and possibly the most fun one is hackathons and company competitions. For those who don't want, who don't know what a hackathon is, it is basically a one to two day competition hosted by companies who put out challenges for the participants to solve. So you can join as a team or just attend alone, and then you are assigned to a team during the event. Once you're there, um, you just take part in the challenge and try to come up with a good solution. I think the biggest misunderstanding when you hear hackathon is that you need to have coding skills to, you know, to take part, which is strictly not true. I mean, I am an example of that. Uh, you can bring your presentation skills, slide making skills, video editing, um, designs, and even team management, since all of these skills are important in such a competition and coordinating a team is one of the biggest skills you can have. So. I I am a big fan of these competitions. And one of the other reasons is that they actually allow you to have one-on-one -on -one time with the challenge setter or the company or, you know, their engineering department, their HR department, who may be a potential employer in your own field. And you get the chance to form connections, exchange emails, um, phone numbers, connect on LinkedIn, which could potentially lead to a recommendation when you apply for jobs in that company, which is always pretty good. Um, Sarah, you've been a recruiter for over a decade, right? Have you ever been on the organizing side of such an event? Yeah, I actually just remembered quite a few. So as a company back then, we actually always tried to get in touch with potential um, candidates in non-conventional ways. And uh, at the very end, we also had hackathons. I did not personally organize that, but uh, the recruiters who were responsible to hire the real developers, they uh, organized a hackathon. Mm. But we, what, uh, for example, what we already did years back was 
other competitions or kind of events where would where we would invite um, graduates or yeah people who were looking for entry level jobs. And then we had them, them do sort of small competitions like, um, I don't know, taking car parts apart and putting them back together, oh, things wow. like that. All right. Um, and it was more about assessing how they work together as a team and, yeah, how they do it. So, um, yeah, definitely. It is a great per, uh, way of getting to know people outside of interviews. You know, interviews mm -hmm. are usually never a real, real thing. Because everybody, interviewers as well as candidates, try to present themselves in the best way. And if you have a competition and you have a challenge and then you have a chat in between, have some lunch in between maybe, then you get to know people from a different perspective. And as a company, you actually learn what it would be like to have those people work for you and see them on a daily basis. So I'm also a really, really big fan of this. And I can also just strongly recommend to everybody to look for those kinds of company competitions. I mean, sometimes it's internal company career fairs or even meetups organized by companies. But that's essentially, it's similar. You get the chance to meet people from the company um, outside a traditional application process. Mm. Yeah, I find the setting is so different that it's really fun. Yeah. Um, I think then the question for the listeners would be, where do you find this? And I did list some, uh, I made a list. And one of the biggest organizers of such hackathons in Germany that I found is the hackathon company. Yeah, that their name is that. And you can make sure to check them out on LinkedIn. They're kind of my favorite. They organize it very well. It's pretty good. Yeah, trust me, it's amazing. <laughs> and many universities have their own hackathons. For example, TU Munich has Science Hack uh, every year. And I'm sure other universities have their own versions as well. Uh, I'm not a pro at this yet. And even I'm looking out for, you know, opportunities and other hackathons and competitions and one of the sites that i've seen is devpost.com that is d-e-v-p-o-s-t.com and you can view some popular global competitions and you can always take part virtually and yeah that's uh it, it's really fun I really haven't seen anyone talking about this. I mean, talking about hackathons as a potential, you know, job opportunity. And it's, it's an, it is an amazing option. So I think a lot more people should sign up and experiment with hackathons. And yeah, just have fun in the challenges. Yeah, definitely. I so much agree with you. And I think this is just a sign that we should start talking more about all of these other methods to get jobs. And I know that you have actually prepared quite a few more for our listeners today. So what else is there? Haha, I, I knew I had to make a list, you know, first, first appearance and all that. Plus, you know, good for the listeners. The second way, the, the, the second way is to actually cold call companies. So basically, you just ring up a company and ask the person in charge if there are any open positions. I know it sounds ludicrous, but it's been shown to work well for startups and small to medium companies. You can basically find the company on LinkedIn, visit their website, look for open job postings. And if there aren't any, if they are, if they are a small company or a startup, they don't 
they don't normally have open jobs or maybe they don't post open jobs so you can always find their contact info from either linkedin or their website and call them if they pick up tell them this is what you're looking for and give them a very quick self-introduction and maybe even ask for a meeting so yeah cold calling has its origins in sales so then it is a numbers game so you have to keep trying and don't be discouraged right uh, it was actually recommended to me by a friend who landed multiple interviews this way so you know i'm just putting this information out there it can work it can but here from my former recruiter's perspective i also have a few things to add mm. i mean as a recruiter i sometimes i used to hate these cold calls but only when people just called and started talking non-stop for minutes mm. so if you i i mean yes it's definitely worth trying this method for small companies um that do maybe not even have their own recruitment um process or recruitment tools yet mm -hmm. so that's why they might not have any job openings on their website it's definitely worth giving them a call if you're really interested in the company but As you were when you first contacted me, here it's also especially important to be prepared well and be able to pitch and say in a very brief way why you think you are a good fit for the company and in what way you can add value. And even more important than that, when you call somebody and they pick up, please check if they actually have a couple of minutes to Ooh, talk to you. That's true. And this is why I used to hate it as a recruiter, because I think the people who called, they were a little bit nervous, which I totally understand. So, you know, they uh, as soon as I picked up the phone, they would just start talking and give their pitch and introduce themselves. Ah. And sometimes when I was, you know, about to jump to a meeting, I had to interrupt them and stop them. So please check if the person has some time be realistic with your time estimate so so ask do you have two minutes for me do you have five minutes for me it shouldn't be longer for the first cold call and if they say yes then go on talking if they say no use the sales technique to ask when you can call them back and give them a brief what you want from them just say you're very excited about the company and you have great ideas of how you can add value to them And then go ahead. But yeah, please keep that in mind before you start the cold calling method. Good tip. Yeah. And a lot of practice. So, you know, you get one chance. So <laughs> practice and yeah, try, I guess. Hmm. Okay. Now I think I'll just move on to the next thing. Yeah, sure. The third way is especially important for the lazier listeners, me being one of them, of course. And on some days, I find it really boring to go to different company pages and look for openings. So I kind of automated it. On companies that I like, um, I just sign up for their vacancy newsletter. And I think almost all companies have this where you can sign up to be alerted when there are new job postings. So then I receive the email from the company uh, in my inbox and then I look for description, etc. in the inbox. It, it really takes away the effort of going through different company pages. And I really like that. My inbox then becomes a place with a lot of opportunities. Maybe even create another, you know, totally new email address and sign up just for this. So then you have 
a one place that has a lot of opportunities for you and i think that's it's really good especially for people who don't want to take the effort um what do you think sarah Yeah, actually a very good idea because you can get overwhelmed very quickly with checking all the open jobs out there. And that is why I always recommend everybody to start the process with a list of your target companies. So really just create a simple spreadsheet with companies that would be your absolute dream employers that you really want to go for. And I mean, these are the ones that you will target um in in your in the linkedin method i always recommend mm. but that's not going to be part of our podcast today but as you just said it also helps to check on their vacancies on a regular basis so yeah i definitely agree it's good and keeps the process simpler for you you don't have to go through all kinds of openings in different places all the time exactly yeah um And what else have you got? I am I I kind of know you have some more, right? <laughs> well, yeah, sure. Uh the fourth is to write something about your field. And I'm not saying this just because I like writing, but your take on an interesting paper that you read, maybe just repost an interesting video you found and basically anything that showcases your expertise. So this I think this can be wrapped up with the tip that I have written down as number 5 which is to tag companies on LinkedIn when you make a post or just interact with their content by leaving a comment. So you find something interesting, you repost the video or you repost the link. If you're not writing your own stuff, you can basically re uh, repost some of the interesting stuff that you found and when you do that um yeah, just tag the companies. The reason I say this is because I do this on kind of a regular basis and i get around 800 views for each of those posts which i thought was a lot when i didn't know it but now it's pretty common that i do this and the chances are there are chances that your profile will be visited by someone from their team so they they would see that this has been mentioned in the news and then they will visit your profile and you can connect with them and which then gives you an opportunity basically to just send a direct message just say hey i found this interesting here we go <laughs> stuff like that <laughs> so when you create content or when you write or when you make videos it will almost always act as a demo of your skills and maybe even as a portfolio for you so not only is it just fun it's rewarding i think um Is that true Sarah? Do you have anything to add to that? Of course, I am the biggest fan of technical people and engineers becoming content creators because it just is the best way to show your expertise, to put yourself out there and to raise visibility for yourself. So, um yes, I think we will have more content on this coming up of how to become a content creator in an easy way and actually This is also going to be the main focus of our upcoming community career engineers Ooh, how <laughs> to use LinkedIn um to raise awareness visibility for yourself and even if you do not want to create content directly you also mentioned a few things like interacting with the company's posts commenting there that's sometimes that's really enough to make the company aware of you and it shows that you really 
uh, care about the company, that you're a supporter. So, yeah, I think nowadays this is probably one of the most valuable tips that you have brought today. Ooh, lovely. All right. Um, I guess those are the top five. And then there's always the secret sauce. There is always a secret sauce. And it What is... is it? <laughs> uh, I, I'll reveal that in the next episode. No, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Right. The secret sauce is courage. So you make your own job through these, right? You're just reaching out and making your own stuff possible. It is kind of, it is kind of active because you're remaining active, but you're not writing CVs. You're not writing cover letters. What we've described today is some of the easy to do if you get started. It's, it's easy to do if you get started. And these are often overlooked. So yeah. Put some courage on it and send them all out. And of course, to bring it all together and find out what strategy works, works best for you as an individual, you can always talk to a coach who knows her stuff. I guess my last tip for the day would then be uh, get a call, get on a call with Sarah. <laughs> Having a coach <laughs> helps tremendously. So yeah, that's that's my last tip. Tip number six, get a coach, get Sarah. <laughs> Yeah, you kind of had to say that today, right? Because I, I can't say this in every podcast episode. <laughs> Just work with me and you'll have easier access to the jobs. I'll yeah. show you how. Yes, I mean, of course, that's my my job right now. That is what I do with people. I help them to make this process easy to find out what, what well, first of all, start with them, find out what their real strengths are, mm. how they can show them in the best way. And then a lot of easy strategies, how to access those jobs. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Getting on a call with you helps like all the time or, or so I found. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you did book that call uh, months ago. Yes. And a long time ago. Yeah. And it helped. A long time ago. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I think we're kind of getting to the end of our podcast episode for today. Oh, um, no. <laughs> yes. And I guess, you know, all of the previous podcast episodes better than I do by now, because I tend to forget what I already said. <laughs> so from your perspective as a previous listener, is there anything that you always wanted to be said on the podcast? Hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. So you know already that I like my quotes and I write stuff down everywhere. One of my favorite quotes is opportunity is found by those who look for it. And I think that when your mind is set on finding the next opportunity instead of set on the last failure, then you will be able to see and find more opportunities. I mean, it you can get inspired from the CDs that you see, the articles that you read, the books that you go through, or as in the cases for me, the podcasts that you listen to. So yeah, I, I just yeah, I want to include that too. Actually, beautifully said, because I also can't emphasize enough that your mindset is the key to success or to failure because yeah what you have your your mind set on that's where your energy goes oh yeah actually that there is the saying um focus goes where no energy flows where focus goes that's ah. the right way around mm -hmm. and if you focus on the next opportunity and how you can make it work that's where all of your energy goes and it will just happen and that's why i always strongly recommend to just ignore 
all the rejections, even if it's the hundredth one, don't focus in on it. Don't waste your energy on it. Keep going, try a different strategy and just go on. And yeah, so actually beautiful last words for <laughs> today. Thank you. Um, and I'm also very sure already that this is not going to be the only time that we will hear you on the podcast. Mm. So I'm really already looking so much forward to um Yeah, having you here again and your future ideas of how to make this podcast grow and even more valuable. And I think the most exciting thing that the two of us have coming up really is our Career Engineers community. It is, yeah. Where we will not only give people the ideas of what they can do, but actually show them on a regular basis how we give the material for it. And yeah, it's just I'm, I'm really looking so much forward to doing this together with you. And um, yeah, usually in the end, I give people the chance to, um, yeah, I don't know, revert them or to, to let people know how they can be contacted. Do you also want um, to tell us how people can reach you? You also have your, your really cool newsletter. You have your own website. Feel free to introduce them briefly. Oh, yeah. I always like connecting to new people. And that's something that I look forward to do within the community as well. But you can always find me on LinkedIn on linkedin.com slash in slash Y-A-D-U-K-M-V, that's Y-A-D-U-K-M-V, or you can just head over to the website, that's www.yadu.tech, that's www.yadu.tech, and yeah, I'm always there, so <laughs> I'll find definitely me. <laughs> put that in the show notes so people can find all of those links again. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. So thank you it. so much for being <laughs> here for the first time. And yeah, I really enjoyed making this episode with, with you. Thank you so much, Yadu. Thank you so much for having me. And I look forward to the next episodes. And when this one comes out, I look forward to that too. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Take care.